the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, it's Tim DeMoss Show. And uh, our pal and chum and former Philly and brave and broadcaster and current broadcaster, Paul Bird, all rolled into one. Husband, dad, father, child of God. How you doing? That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I didn't know I was all of those things, but I'm thinking about it, and you're, I think you're spot on, man. Yeah. Good to hear your voice. Doing all Thank right? You. Yeah, I'm doing well. Great to hear yours. Yeah. Well, right in front of us, coming up, like uh, the Braves and uh, Car- uh, Braves and Cardinals deciding game five. I, right. You know, I just thought we should – Hit that right away, and then I have a couple other questions for you that are not baseball. But what's ha- what's going to happen yeah. tonight? What's going to happen in the game? I so wish I could tell you. Um, I do like the fact that Fulton Evich looks like the best pitcher in the world the last you know month or two. Yeah, but so is Flaherty. You know, so it is going to be, in my opinion, you know, I'm not giving you anything you didn't know. A serious pitching duel. Yeah. But it's also the playoffs and weird stuff happens, like with Drinky, you know, where you just say, that didn't make any sense. So there's also, you know, um, the chance that uh, it would just be a wild game. I like the fact that the Braves are playing at home. I think that can help them. And it has been incredible so far. Um, You know, we've had a little of this, a little of that, some defensive miscues, some big timely hits. Every game has been close emotional, uh, the jockeying back and forth between Carlos Martinez and Acuna and some others. It has been everything you've wanted or hoped for in a playoff series. Paul Bird's our guest, uh, pitched for the Phils uh, some years back and has pitched for a number of teams and been in the playoffs himself and knows what it's like and the, the pressure that comes with that. They use the phrase sometimes, slow the game down, I've heard, uh, in my, my in my limited experience, just coaching church softball, even the pressure that comes from playing in the championship round and telling everybody to take their time and take pitches and whatever, yeah. you know, tell what what is it like for for folks watching the Cardinals and Braves or any of the other baseball series? What are athletes trying to? Is there is that a pretty common theme to exhale, to pause, to try to make it like any other game, or or do you think some feed on the fact that no, no, lights are on, bigger stage, let's ramp it up. Well, I think what you just said is true. Some guys respond better to, hey, don't do anything different, you know? Don't walk in the clubhouse quiet and nervous if you're the guy that walks in cracking jokes throughout the whole season. You know, but there are people like, you know, the Verlanders um, who just, hey, I want the camera on me. I want the whole world watching. It's my time to shine. There are people that are just uh, – I don't want to, yeah, I guess. I mean, they're just, their internal clock is built for that. You know, they're able yeah. to focus even more when the pressure goes up. And, you know, we all love pressure to some degree, or we wouldn't be in this game. 
Yeah. And I think when people are tired, that's one of the things they struggle with is a lack of adrenaline, a lack of that excitement that they're used to and have trained for since they were a little kid. But, uh, you know, some guys also have to breathe and slow everything down and just be real conscious of not doing anything different so that they don't try to do too much to impress people. And then the next thing you know, it's ball four, ball four, or they're swinging too hard and not working the ball the other way. So you have to know yourself. And it's certainly, you know, if anybody, if any player ever gets on this show and says, you know, it's no different. It's just like any other game. They are lying to you. You know, when you throw a strike in the first inning, not the last out of the game or not the last out of a big inning, when you throw a strike in the first inning and the crowd erupts, yeah, that's when you realize you're in the playoffs. They scream and boo with every strike and every ball. It is madness. It's a blast. I loved it and miss it terribly. Paul Bird, uh, broadcaster with uh, Fox Sports Southeast, uh, still still do. I mean, I know your role depends on the game. What's your role going to be for the deciding uh, game five? So I will do a little bit of pregame, and then I will do postgame. If the Braves win, I will be in the clubhouse getting crushed by Josh <laughs> Donaldson with champagne. If they lose, then I will be on the set, and I will cover the postgame, and we will try to cheer everybody up and say, hey, there's always next year. Wow. But I don't want to do that show. I want to do the former, so we'll see. Yeah, what's the feeling with the Braves as far as, uh, you know, what their expectations have been to this point and – and the fact that, you know, five-game series, as opposed to seven, blinking, you miss it a little bit. Um, it's been a great series, too, too. But what is the, obviously disappointment if they didn't, if they don't wind up winning. But if they, uh, you know, what are they thinking? Like, we need to get past this? This should happen for us? or Yeah, I mean, you know, cheer up, Phillies fans. I love the Phillies. You know, I love the Mets. The Mets gave me my start in the big leagues. You know, I got my first chance to start in the starting rotation after a couple of years with Terry Francona and the Phillies. And I love Philly fans, you know, yeah, they're near and dear to me. They don't forget you. Um, they're awesome. I love Philly fans. And so let me encourage you with this Philly fans. If you're a little down right now, because you had bigger expectations for the season and I get it. The Atlanta Braves have not won a playoff round since 2001. You know, for wow. all their great run and their years and all that, they have not won a round. They have not had a lead in a playoff series since 2002. So that's 17 years. Couple that with, you know, the Falcons lost, you know, in the Super Bowl to the Patriots, and that was over. And, you know, it's just one of those where Atlanta sports fans feel a little snake bit. And it's just, you know, everybody is holding their breath right now. You know, that's that's the way people feel. As for the start of the season, no one picked the Braves to do anything. Um, all the experts did not have – not one had them winning a wild card spot. So they've overachieved this season, according to the experts. But watching the series and watching teams all year long, um, I think they're significantly better than the Cardinals. But in a short series, just like I think the Dodgers are better than the Nationals, you know, the Dodgers now have to go up against – you know, Strasburg, so anything can happen. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so in a short series, it doesn't really matter who's better over the long haul. It matters who's hotter at the right time. Yeah. Braves are a little banged up. Freddie Freeman not swinging well. So there will be some interesting things happening. I do think we went from, hey, let's just get there 
um, to, man, we're really, really good, and we got a chance to run at, you know, the big dance, you know, the World Series. And I do think they have that kind of a team. It'll, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they get that far. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. I told you we'd be right back. I'm Tim DeMoss, and you are listening to AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Paul Bird, our guest just for a few moments, Fox Sports Southeast, uh, the uh, Cardinals and Braves playing, followed by the other game you mentioned there, uh, of course, the uh, the Dodgers and Nationals. And by comparison, the Nationals, of course, they had some relief. They won a playoff game, you know, to, uh, around, but it was the play. It was the wild card game. So they're still at the same level all these years, haven't gotten past this round. So they're in a different spot in their history right. compared to all the other teams and all that. Um, so um, obviously each team has its own uh, path that needs to take. But um, when you as a player, um, uh, you know, were not in the playoffs because you did experience that. Uh, did you happen to yeah. have a rooting interest? Um, you know, yeah. My my producer Joe and I were talking about. It. Well, the Phillies aren't in it, so who do you root for? My mom was born in Chicago, so the Cubs are not hard to root for when they're in. Yeah. But the Yankees, you know, my dad was born in New York. Who rooting for the Yankees is kind of like. Mm. <laughs> so right. you know, right. the team that's the most Christians on it. The team, whatever you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, but how about for you as a player? Do, do you, what was your your take on if you weren't playing? Did you yeah, start so to root? It's easy for me to pull for teams that I played for. So you know, like I played for Charlie Manuel in the minor leagues and AAA. I yeah. love Charlie. Yes. You know, and he had some great tweets about you know playoff time and you know preparedness and attention to detail and fundamentals. I loved it. Um, so I always listen to him, and, and you know, so he was very easy for me to pull for and the Phillies, you know? Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show. I definitely mean that. Here's where I'm different. I love the game and I love people. So when there's great people, that makes me pull for them. Joe Madden was my bench coach with the Angels. And he's with Chicago and I grew up watching the Cubs on WGN. I'm fired up. Like, come on, guys, you can do it. Rossi was my catcher when I was in Boston. He's a great person. So when I have you know, ties to different players or different people who right. I admire and respected in the game. It's, I want to see them win. So things like that, you know, always come out for me, um, you know, in the postseason. And shoot, I wasn't good enough to stick with any one team. So that means I got options, Tim. I mean, you know, I played with <laughs> well, I wouldn't say you were. It wasn't you weren't good enough. You were you were good enough to be wanted by multiple teams. I would view it that way. That's what I say. I say you know I wasn't bad enough to be fired, but I wasn't good enough to stick with any one team. <laughs> For well, tell so, us. Uh, you know, it was one of those, and you know, when teams wanted me back, that felt really good to me. Like, hey, man, we missed you. Come back. You know you're healthy now. Um, yeah, those were very healing, you know, moments for me, regardless of worked out or not, and. Um, yeah, so it's just been, it's just been kind of neat. And, um, you know, we've made our home in Atlanta and, uh, even though I didn't pitch very well for the Braves, you know, I'm in Atlanta and my kids grew up in Atlanta. So, and, you know, I like the people that are involved with the Braves over the years. So I always pulled for them to make some noise in the playoffs, but never really did. Yeah. And, um, you know, the poor Mets, I played for the Mets, like I was saying earlier, in at least, and you know they're always overshadowed by the Yankees. So I was always kind of hoping they would do something. They've had incredible pitching lately, and um, they just never seem to be able to put it together and make that run. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's 
Yeah, playoffs are a blast. I love baseball, period. You know, if anybody tells you baseball's boring, you're just, you know, have them call me. Um, <laughs> I love this game, and it's so fun to well, watch. And, you know, it comes through. It comes through. I was chatting with Paul Bird of Fox Sports Southeast, former Philly and Braves, uh, pitched for a number of other teams, too. Uh, and I know you got a lot going on. So two last quick questions. One, you kind of touched yeah. on there. If people are watching the Cardinals uh, and, and Braves, you know, game five coming up and uh, and they're watching you do your thing, what, what do you have to do in terms of prep or how much prep goes into stuff? Or what's the emphasis for you in terms of getting ready to, you know, to, to be ready, just like you used to prepare for pitching, got to prepare for talking yeah. and interacting. So my preparation really is just watching the game and getting to know the players. So, you know, I think when you're in the media, you have a brand. And if you're not a player, your brand is more like stats or sabermetrics or certain things like that. Um, yeah. For me, I always try to think, what what do I bring to the table? And so I just try to think of, okay, I want to give somebody something they can't get from a computer or they can't get from someone else. Yeah. And so when somebody comes into the game as a reliever, I've done that. When they've started, I've done that. When they've been hurt, I've certainly been hurt. You know, when they've had a good game, that happened to me a couple times. So I like to tell fans, here's what he's thinking, or here's what he's struggling with, here's why. You know, here's why this game fell apart, or here's why this game took off. Here's something that you won't see on a computer the next day. And I try to share that. And, you know, those are the things that I feel like I bring to the table. Um John Madden was big for me, you know, yeah. growing up. Watching him, the telestrator, the, you know, I was fascinated by certain guys. And for John Madden, it was the teaching. I loved, you know, whether it was 30 to 3 or it was 30 to 31, I wanted to watch because I enjoyed his style. Al Michaels, for me, had an incredible voice. So when I heard his voice, there's something soothing. I'm like a little kid again. Um, so there's certain things that I've taken – from different broadcasters. I know Gershola was a little more, you know, hey, man, did you see that? You know, and, and I love that. <laughs> yeah. So there were certain things that I grew up watching, even like the baseball bunch or whatever, where you hear Mel Allen's voice, and I'm like, gosh, man, it's just there's some sort of wonderful thing that goes off on my internal clock when, you know, I hear good broadcasters. So I'm trying to establish my style, learn, you know, what I can give fans, and, and be myself. Well, your enthusiasm so me, comes really through. Hone in on the game. What's that? Yeah, your enthusiasm comes through. It, it, I yeah. Mean, yeah, which is which I think people can pick up on, and and, and you know, I, I've both I've, yeah. I've known that separately as a as a friend, but also as a player, and also on as a broadcaster, seeing you interact with the fans and just uh, that that love of the game. You know, not everybody has it. I mean, yeah. they, you know what I mean? They may know the game, but they don't necessarily love the game the way you know you yeah. do and can describe it too. That's a, that's a skill that. Yeah, well, yeah. I appreciate that. You know, you, you can't fake it. Yeah. You know, that's not something you can fake, I believe, and say, well, you know, it's important that I keep this job, so I'm going to act like, you know, <laughs> no, you can't do that in baseball. Um, it's something deep inside your soul that was given by God, or, you know, it wasn't, or you learned along the way and just fell in love with it, like Anthopolis, our GM. He's got an incredible story, and, you know, but once it, it, uh, it gets you, it gets you, and you can't fake it. We'll continue our conversation when the Tim DeMoss Show returns on AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. 
AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Welcome back to the Tim DeMoss Show. Paul, last question for you. Uh, and, and this uh, may touch on, obviously, on your faith in the Lord. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think when you were with Cleveland, you were one step from the World Series. You lost in seven games. And then the next year you went to Boston, and the same thing happened. You're one game from being in the World Series. Yeah. Am I right? Am I remembering that? Yeah, um, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, um, in Boston, we were not, you know, you're right. We were. Um, yeah, so it was really, really difficult. Right, and in fact, because um, in 2007, obviously, you lost to the team that did go to the World Series and won it, right? Didn't the Red Sox win in 07, 04, 07? So, like, it was, like, did. so close. Yeah, Red Sox won in 07. <laughs> then, then you switch to the team um, that goes, right. So, I mean, you play for the Red Sox in 08. And then Tampa Bay comes and plays the Phillies and the Phillies win. But um, my question really had to do with in terms of just what was going on with you in that time. And, and you look back on that and God's sovereignty and, and how, that you know, you look back on those almost got the opportunity. Because, I mean, to be in the championship series is still a big thrill. I'm sure being in the World Series would have been yeah. so much sweeter. But at the same time. Yeah, that will be some of my first questions, you know, when I <laughs> die and make it to heaven. And yeah. I'm going to ask God, you know, David is going to inquire about other things, you know, I'm going to inquire about baseball Yeah, and be like, God, what happened, man? <laughs> you know, um, you dangled it right in front of me. I wanted it so bad. I don't know. Maybe it was an idol. I have no idea, but it was always something I wanted to do was to get to a world series, get a ring, all of that. It never happened, but you know, I certainly have had such a blessed career. Um, I really have, yeah. you know, uh, Russell Brannion, when I pitched against the Indians one time, and I appreciated this, his honesty, but, you know, he just said the scouting report, I, I won the game and pitched well against them. And I, uh, he just said, you know, the scouting report says this guy has high school stuff. <laughs> and so Russell Brannion <laughs> said that to the media, and I appreciated it. He didn't mean it as a slam. Yeah. And he goes, man, he goes, uh, I guess he was a mature high schooler. <laughs> and everybody started laughing, you know, and, and I loved that. And, and I think that I got, you know, the most out of my ability. And, um, oh, yeah. I feel like God connected my paths, you know, with certain people and made some great relationships and was able to follow my passion and I'm still able to talk about it. So I don't know that I look back and have horrible regrets, um, about that. Um, but it's certainly something that, I, uh, you know, I wish I would have experienced. Yeah. At the same time, like you said, it's all perspective. And if you're, you're trusting yeah. God with your, your life and then there's that element of, well, everything's okay. I'm okay. Cause, cause God's in charge and he doesn't miss any details. You didn't forget about me. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. 109 That's wins. Fair. Here's the worst. Here's my worst regret. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> as far as playoffs goes. My son, Grayson Bird, who loves, he's now playing for the Cubs. He loves baseball when he's a little kid. I was on the Red Sox, and we were playing Tampa Bay. And the series before, it was uh, the Angels. And so we were going to, if we beat the Angels, we we're going to celebrate, throw champagne everywhere. And Terry Francona, this is how cool he is. He goes, hey, guys, he goes, get your kids in there. Hmm. And I was like, man, that's going to be so awesome. So I told Grayson, I told my wife and everything like that. And she said, he's got a huge test. He cannot go into all this. And, and I was like, what? 
And she's like, no, no, got a huge test and all this. And I said, so I, you know, emailed the teacher and all that, like, hey, go, go. And so it felt like I was kind of going behind her back or something. I emailed the teacher and all this. And she goes, look, you know, you can celebrate when you, you beat the next team, whatever. Wow. And so, yeah, it was one of those, it was kind of a little bit stronghold, you know, and, and trust me, our family laughs about it now. My son, Grayson, will never let my wife, Kim, forget about it, and she laughs. But it was one of those where, hey, you know, um, it, it didn't happen. Tampa yeah. beat us in the next round, and he was in the stadium in Tampa. We had tons of opportunities to score, and he sat there and just, you know, cried. It was really, really tough and never got that opportunity again. So that's probably my biggest regret is um, Didn't not getting a with huge fight with my wife and, uh, you know, bringing yeah. my son out. But uh, it's it's a big story we tell in our family <laughs> now. And, again, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. Paul, I don't know if I ever told you this, but real quick, when I was 12, my, my uncle spoke in chapel uh, for the Phillies, and he had three sons, my cousins, first cousins, and uh, I had been looking forward to going to this because he invited me along, and I'm I'm 12, and so this is like the heyday of like you're old enough to know what's going on. This is the era of Mike Schmidt and Larry Boa and yeah. Steve Carlton on the Phillies, Tug McGraw, all these guys, and I didn't know who'd be in chapel, but I was going to be allowed to walk through the locker room to be in the chapel quietly, of course, and then take in the game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for months, and then when we get there. There's some kind of an issue at security, and instead of allowing uh, six of us to go in with my uncle, which is a lot of people, I don't know that they would be doing that these days, but uh, only three out of the six were allowed to go in. And kind of without much conversation, it was kind of understood, well, he's going to take his three sons and not myself and my brother, even though we were looking forward to it. And I remember just sobbing to my brother quietly on the side, like, um, you know, why did this have to happen? And um, we still got to watch the game, but it was it was so, so sad. It turns out my 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 uncle passed away um, a short time later, very unexpectedly at 51. And um, huh. and that was a chance for him to be with his sons, as God knew. And, oh, wow. and little did I know that, uh, you know, 10 or 12 years later, I'd actually be covering the team part time and able to, you know, meet players all the time. You know, in the locker room all the time. Yeah, you lived in there. Right. So, I felt like you were on our team. I was waiting to turn around and see you in uniform. You know? Well, just, you know, God's big picture, whether that ever happened or not, to look back and to have faith that God's in charge of all the details and just make sure we're making decisions day by day to live for him. And, and then we don't have to have any regrets, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I found, my, I don't want to say I found my faith. You know, God would have hunted me down anywhere, and I use that word affectionately in a good way. You know, that's how much he loves me and loves us. But, you know, baseball is how I, you know, was introduced to the man who would lead me to faith in Christ, Wayne Waddell at LSU. And um, he just did our chapel one time, and I was strangely attracted to his faith because it was different than anything I'd ever seen, and it was much more personal. No religion, you know, it was... It was very relationship-centered versus rules and organizations and things to follow and committees and the things that I had kind of learned a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'm so grateful for that. And God has certainly used baseball in my life and has uh, allowed me to do so many things through the game and 
has grown my faith tremendously through it and how I met my wife. Amen. So I met my wife injuring my elbow. So <laughs> I was having my own, you know, my own little Tim pity party of why me, you know, and then it all comes clear later like it did for you. And I say, oh, wow, you know, that's so cool. Thank that's you good. for the injury. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, keep up the good work. And I thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. And, uh, and I don't mind if the Braves win. I'll just tell you that. I like baseball. Are you sure? I'm positive. Our business manager is a huge Cardinals fan. She has a Cardinals banner, two banners on her door. She has a red car. Yeah. She has uh, Cardinal flags. And so yeah. the only reason I want the Cardinals to win is because it might get a little morose around here. And I won't get my expense report pushed through uh-huh. if um, <laughs> they lose. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, well, we'll keep it a secret that you're pulling for, you know, but hey, in at least, you know. Uh, yes, there's something to that, you know. That's um, right. That's a right. Pride of you know, hey, represent in at least. Let's go. That's exactly so. what my producer said, Joe Harnett. He said the way where he grew up is if your team's not in it, you root for your division. If your division's not in it, you root for your league. Yeah. So nationally, absolutely right. So that's it, man. Well, that is it. Have fun with the broadcast. God bless you, and uh, keep walking with him. And we'll catch up again sometime. Thanks so much, Tim. Hello to everybody back in Philadelphia. All right. See ya. Thanks for checking out the Tim DeMoss Show. We're here weekday afternoons, 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons, 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560 WFIL, Tim DeMoss Show, welcoming aboard Brian Smith, Manager, Broadcasting and Media Services for the Philadelphia Flyers. How are you, my friend? How you doing? Good, Tim. How you doing? Wonderful. It's a home opener part two, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a little bit of an odd start to the year with the Europe trip, but uh, the, uh, the the Wells Fargo opener, we'll put it, is today, and uh, it's you know, going to be the same spectacle it always is, so we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, New Jersey's in town. Flyers, of course, won last Friday in the Czech Republic against Chicago, who become the answer to the trivia question, what NHL team will not actually set foot or skate in the Wells Fargo Center of the season, right, as it turns out? Yeah, you know, we don't see that very often anymore, do we, where, you know, somebody doesn't get to a building in a given year because of the way they set the schedule up, but... Um, uh, that's that's what's going to happen this season. Just a uh, bit of a scheduling fluke, um, but uh, you know that's the way it'll that's the way it'll go this year. And uh, you know we'll uh, we'll get them back in here next year. Flyers have done well against Chicago in this building, so we probably would have rather played somebody else in another building, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, Flyers of course batting a thousand in Europe this year with that four three win. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know, you weren't on the trip, but did you? What, have, what did you hear from the players or the coaches or the organization in general about the, the trip overall with the Global Series? Oh, everything was terrific. You know, just a, a great atmosphere in both buildings. Uh, you know, obviously the uh, result in, um, in Switzerland wasn't quite what they were looking for, but, uh, you know, that happens from time to time. You had a, a team that had, uh, had everything, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to play for going up against a team that maybe uh, – was a little bit uh, out of sorts just in terms of the uh, you know the time change and the the difference in the ring size stuff like that that's kind of threw you off so uh, you know right. folks uh, definitely were um, you know looking for a better game in Switzerland than what we got but uh, you know it was a great experience overall and then 
uh, you know, to, to go all the way to Prague and uh, come away with two points, that's the most important thing. But uh, yeah. you know, getting uh, getting the tour from Jake Voracek and uh, seeing all, all his stomping grounds is uh, a great experience for everybody. Brian Smith, the manager of broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers, the home opener tonight uh, in, at the Wells Fargo Center at 7.30. Fourth year in a row with that win last Friday uh, in the Czech Republic that uh, – that the Flyers have won their season opener. What's the feeling around the organization about how this year's squad might go? Well, I think there's a lot of optimism and a lot of excitement around it. Um, you know, not not taking away anything from anybody that isn't here anymore. But uh, you know, we're going into a season where we've got. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the most experienced coaching staff in in the NHL's history uh, hmm. on the bench. Um, Lane Vigneault and uh, Michelle Therrien and Mike Eo and, uh, combined have uh, over 2,500 games of head coaching experience wow. in the NHL. Not just any coaching experience, but the head job. So uh, it's a really neat combination. And uh, you know, when you combine that with what's already here, the Flyers have their top 10 scorers from last season all back in the fold. Uh, they've added... Uh, Kevin Hayes, obviously, and uh, some some pieces on defense that the team uh, you know, hopes will will settle down that part of the uh, that part of the score sheet. Uh, the Flyers gave up way too many goals last year to to be successful. So that's where you see guys like Justin Braun and Matt Niskanen come in, guys that aren't going to be necessarily flashy and and really uh, you know popping. Uh, statistical numbers, but their job is to prevent the other team from doing so. So those additions combined with what's back and uh, the, the new coaching staff and uh, you know, not to single anybody out, but to, to start a season with Carter Hart in net uh, really has everybody kind of optimistic. And uh, we'll see what happens. Flyers need about seven or eight guys, uh, young players, um, uh, to kind of take the next step in their careers. Yeah. Uh, and and that's why that's the, that's the kind of the question mark, kind of the unknown. Uh, if those guys, you know, six of those eight guys take the next step, this team's going to be just fine. So it's going to be um, an interesting year to watch. But I think, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of optimism and a lot of excitement on uh, on, on all fronts with this group we've got here. Yeah, that's great. And you know, hopefully we can catch up with you over the course of the season as things go along. I know if folks are at the game tonight, there's, uh, you know, there's always a lot going on at the Wells Fargo Center and there's always, uh, there's been the renovations and the new things. So there's some stuff that some folks may not have seen just yet. I know there's one fan experience, the, the gritified experience apparently where you can get your heart, your hair all shocked out or something <laughs> where you get painted orange. It's like a, I was reading about that. Do you know much about the, the gritified experience of a fan wants to come and get all decked out? Like gritty? Well, I have not seen it in action quite yet, but um, yeah. it's uh, it's it's definitely a neat thing. It's one of those things that uh, you you know one of those things where you go somewhere and you can kind of get worked up somehow or another in the theme of what's going on. It was kind of modeled after the uh, the um, the princess boutique at Walt Disney World a little bit, uh, in that you can come here and uh, just get completely done up in a in a flyers type theme. Yeah, and I'm really kind of. Really kind of looking forward to seeing what comes out of that. Uh, what comes out of that spot <laughs> because it's going to—it's a pretty, uh, yeah. pretty neat setup that they've got down there. It's on the the, the main concourse on the north end of the building, and uh, you know, so it's accessible to anybody, and uh, should be really kind of cool to see uh, what kind of creativity comes out of that. Um, it, it, that that's another thing too. We were talking about the on the ice. There's just so much in this building that's um, that's new off the ice as well. That folks are really going to enjoy this year. There's that, and uh, um, 
you know, the, the Center City Club, which is a great new offering uh, on in the premium side of things, almost on the event level, but upstairs, too, in the balcony. The balcony is uh, is amazing. Um, this used to be kind of a bunch of plain old suites, and now it's been converted into just something completely different, and it's a uh, very accessible area price-wise. Um, you know, lots of standing room, but you're right there in the middle of a great experience, so it's really going to be uh, neat around here this year to see some of these things that have come to the table and those changes have been I, i'm trying to remember um uh you know i know they've been unfolding for several years and there are there still some that are coming yet or are things almost all the way through being complete at the wells fargo renovation pro- uh, project well, we're, we're, we're pretty close to being complete um I, I would be remiss if i didn't mention our new scoreboard that i'm sure a lot of folks if they haven't seen it in person by now have seen uh some some video or pictures of it or something like that on on social media um, the, the scoreboard is uh, obviously the centerpiece of the arena, and it's the first thing that a lot of people are going to notice when they come in. Uh, but for, for the most part, the building is starting to uh, settle into its renovated state. We do still have one more level left to go. It's our club level. Um, they'll be, uh, you know, get a facelift over next off season, and then past that, uh, a lot of the things that still have to be done are, um, you know, things that are kind of back of house. Um, you know, things on the locker room level and. Um, stuff of that nature uh, that'll be more for the team and the business side of things. Uh, but uh, for, for what the fans are going to see, we're getting pretty close to, to a final product, and it really is a remarkable one. Well, Flyers coming up soon tonight against New Jersey at home, 7.30. Brian Smith, kind enough to take a few minutes out of his busy day to chat with us. He's the manager at Broadcasting and Media Services for the Philadelphia Flyers. And just the last thing, I know in years past you've been on the radio as well between periods of road games. Is that still the plan this season, or is your role changing yep. at all? Yep, that's still the plan. Yeah, we'll be uh, holding down the fort uh, starting late night this weekend. Teams okay. headed to... Uh, to Western Canada, the Flyers are actually going to travel more than thirteen thousand miles in the first three weeks of their season. Um, what with the, the trip to Europe that's already happened, yeah. and then uh, after this game tonight, the team will uh, get set to head off to Western Canada for their first trip out there, and they start in Vancouver on Saturday night and uh, a ten o'clock start, and then uh, stops in Calgary and Edmonton back to back next week on the way back. So uh, you know we're getting it going, uh, getting it going early here with uh, some of the late night road games, but we'll be. Uh, we'll be doing that all season long, so we're really looking forward to it. That sounds great. Yeah, you seem like you enjoy the, the process of that aspect of your job, too. I know you do a lot of other things, too, but that's, that's got to be a lot of fun for you to have that aspect, too. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, it's uh, always nice to jump in there every now and then and, uh, you know, just uh, kind of stay involved when the team's away from Philly. Yeah. Well, thanks for jumping in with us, too, Brian, and we'll look forward to seeing you down at the arena. All right. Sounds great, Tim. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later. That's Brian Smith, manager of broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers. You've been listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on 560 WFIL. For complete shows and interviews, download our podcast at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.